Hello and welcome to another episode of Castles and Carriages Travel, a podcast for theme park enthusiasts. We are here today on the frozen tundra of the parking lot of the College of Education at the beautiful yet snow-covered Northeastern State University in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. I am here with our host, David Fuller Esquire, and the lovely and stoic Barbara Fuller. Howdy, hey, hello. Hey, good, hello. good afternoon, you guys. How have you managed the winter weather that's come across the Midwestern part of the United States? Um, I don't think we've managed anything. No, we've stayed uh, hunkered stayed, down for like a week. Stayed inside. We're lucky our pipes didn't burst like a lot of other people and we had water and food. So that's hey, the important part. As long as you got water, food, warmth, everything's good. Yeah. But doesn't it make you wish that you were away from here and somewhere more yeah. special Cancun like Cancun or, or <laughs> Orlando yeah. or even one of these nice warm states, yes. you know, yes. uh, fun area, yes. which I know we're going to talk about some of the warm states and some of the warm properties a little bit later in our podcast. But first, We've got ding, 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 our man on the street interview. So why don't you uh, tell the people about Savannah? What they need to know who the person is oh. all about her. It provided us this wonderful information. Okay. Savannah was one of my, she was my very first robotics student in the College of Education, future teacher who just stepped up and there's four girls. And she said, I'll help do robotics. I know nothing about it. Um, I, she was an early childhood major at that time, and ironically, uh, during our first world championship, she met her future husband, and they began, as my mom would say, courting. Courting. Long distance. They're <laughs> married now. They've been married three years, four years, five years. Oh, it'll be five years, I think. I think it was just five years. Um, so they moved to Orlando. She works at Seminole charter science school um and jr's the one that we talk about that used to work at he used to make chocolate um he was the mechanic and the robotics person that made chocolate for uh, like harry potter and all of those those chocolate molds and did wow. all of that stuff um now he he just left universal for something else uh, an even exciting more adventure but so Savannah and JR, of course, since he worked at Universal, were able to go just whenever they wanted to go. So this last Monday, which was President's Day, even though it doesn't sound like it's a big holiday, uh, people had a day off. Schools had a day off. So um, she went and, uh, you know, she's giving us some information about the crowds, giving us some information about Mardi Gras, what she liked, what she didn't like. Um, no surprise, her and her husband didn't agree on much of anything. They seem to be very diverse <laughs> in their food <laughs> profiles. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that's who they are and um, they love going to Universal and so they went to the Mardi Gras on the Monday, right. President's Day. Actually in New Orleans or to the Mardi Gras? The Mardi Gras festival. at, 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 Orlando, at yes. Orlando. And it's only in the uh, Universal side, not at the Islands of Adventure side. And we, I think we talked that day, they have carts. Uh, they look like a train uh, I don't know. You're embarrassing yourself with the New Orleans people. Train things. Uh, and each one represented cars. Trolley, yeah, there you go. Cars. Each one represented a different uh, country. So we'll talk about the countries where and the food they liked the most and perhaps the one they didn't like the most. Mm -hmm. uh, but by all means, don't listen to us. I mean, you're, I don't know what everyone's individual flavor profile is, but just because we didn't like it doesn't mean 
they wouldn't think it's spectacular. And then she wanted you to know that they have a lot of vegan and vegetarian options. Okay. How do you feel about that, Barb? I think that's nice. Because we've been before with vegan and vegetarian yeah. friends, and they were going, there's nothing to eat. But apparently yeah. at this festival, every card almost had an, had an option. I don't always, you know, I don't always like to eat meat from other places, if you don't know. So one person that didn't eat the goat in Haiti and... Mm. I think the one person from our group that didn't get sick. You would have to, <laughs> yeah, you would have to kind of be a little bit careful about yeah, some of the yeah. meat items, especially uh, in the foreign lands. Yeah, my the, my college, you know, it's the College of Education. So our dean, who's now the provost, would say she always marks that she uh, is a vegetarian when she goes to other countries because she just doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to get sick in another country, so she always marks yeah. that she's a vegetarian, and they always give her the vegetarian platter. So, so the countries that we could get food from they're Belgium, mm -hmm. get waffles, and Brazil, uh, the Canada, Colombia, mm -hmm. Colombia, Cuba, Cuba, good sandwiches, France, <laughs> uh, good carrots. Curious. Germany. Good pastries. Oh. Italy. Germany. Wiener schnitzel. Did they have Wiener schnitzel? I will get to it in a minute. Italy. <laughs> Italy, always a good uh, The Puerto good. Rico. Yeah, okay. spicy, Great. doesn't it? Spain. Spain. Okay. Uh, the Bahamas. Okay. I don't know where the Trinidad and the Tobago are. Barb, perhaps you could tell us where Trinidad and Tobago are. You've been doing all your I geographic. I've been studying uh, my maps. Yes. I can tell you, they're in the Caribbean. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, I had to Very, download a map app because yes. I embarrassed myself on Jeopardy in the ge ge geography. geography category every time. <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, I haven't been there, but I've been down in the Caribbean. And uh, it's all kind of just the island flair. The, That's cool. Kind of the jerk chicken type stuff. Yeah. And finally, they had the USA, which was a New Orleans Cajun bent. So those were oh, the uh, different yeah, places you could visit. And they bought the tasting lanyard. We talked about the tasting lanyard last time. Uh, it cost them uh, $55. $55 for 10 items. And I'm not sure about my math, but I think that's $5.50 an item. Now, some of these things, uh, and the tasting portion is just like the regular portion. If you walk up with or without the lanyard, you get the same quantity of food. And some of these sandwiches are $10 or $11, uh, and you're getting them for $5.50. So it's, it's depending on how you eat or choose to eat, you're getting quite a bargain. Seems and like it'd be one of those things. Are you able to share with the lamp? Oh, yes, yes. So it would be like if it's a couple went sharing. together, you could yes, do the sharing. You, you could have eight, three. and your lovely wife could have two. Yeah, yeah sounds <laughs> perfect. Oh, I was thinking, let's get something and divide it and see if we like it. If we like it, let, we'll get another. We'll get another. <laughs> Good, yeah. I, you know, that's what a lot of couples do, and it's really kind of fun if you've ever done that with your mm -hmm. significant other or your loved one mm -hmm. is to go just try the fun foods. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, we could try the different Dave, things. Dave's not a fan of trying the fun foods. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, it I, just depends on what it is. I said me. this year I try to eat more diverse things. By diverse, you mean what? Things without ketchup. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing, I'm doing a look. Things you can't dip in ketchup. So their uh, tasting lanyard was $55, and she totaled up because, you know, she's a teacher. She does math. Yeah. Uh, she would have spent $66.90 individually. So they saved $11.90 by, by buying the tasting lanyard. Mm -hmm. And if you if you have a pass, right. have season pass, it knocks the price down to about $4.30 a dish instead of $5.50. So you can save even more.
But they sent some lovely pictures. Now, I don't know. I'm assuming one day they'll event a technology that allows us to share pictures with our listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. called vodcast yeah, and apparently video that's... and Facebook and Instagram. So we're going to post some of these. <laughs> on, well, apparently it's beyond our capabilities. Well, let's put them on our Facebook page. We can yes, post these on our wonderful Facebook page. And Instagram. So let's start with the thing they liked the most. So and that came from Canada. Really? I've not been to Canada. Have been, I've been to yes. Canada. Everything was cold. Where did you go in Canada? Went to Vancouver, had uh, the worst thing I've ever had in my life. One of the people I was traveling with asked me to try salmon jerky. Oh. Uh, I didn't eat salmon for about 20 years after that. It was really bad. <laughs> wow. And where did you go in Canada? Uh, I went to a little town called Estevan. I was in Bismarck, North Dakota, and had never been to Canada. And I was flying out from Minot, North Dakota. So instead of taking the U.S. highway, I took the Canadian highway. Oh. Uh, quite interesting for another tale trying to get across the border that morning. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was quite fun. So at uh, Canada, they had the Canadian beef short rib poutine. I'm not that? sure I know what a poutine is. I have a picture of it. Barb, you know what a poutine it's, is? Um, it's like short ribs. It's glazed short ribs. It's over French fries and it has like a little gravy and Okay. Anyway, uh, Savannah gave this a 9 out of 10. Wow. And uh, Jackson gave it an 8 out of 10. It was the highest rated item that they had. And their short review said, the fries were crispy and fresh. The beef was tendered and well seasoned. So their yeah. favorite dish it's came a big from portion Canada. Too. That was a whole it, it was a big portion. Uh, and then, so I have an item that they disagreed on the most and then the item that they both hated. It's kind of good the sample. Okay. And so the thing they were unhappy with, or the thing they disagreed on the most came from, guess what? The USA. No. Figures. Okay. So they went to the New Orleans and they had the shrimp broil okay. from uh, uh, menu price $10.99. So they saved almost $5.50. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savannah rated this 3 out of 10, mm-hmm. uh, but Jackson gave it 9 out of 10. So a big gap. Somebody liked the shrimp and the other one did not. Um, and, um, apparently it was way too spicy for Savannah. Oh. Uh, and then, but then she goes on to say it had very little flavor. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. Uh, too spicy, but yet not flavorful. Um, the Cajun seasoning was way too spicy for me and the food had very little flavor without the seasoning. So hmm. I guess her husband enjoys the spicy things and she does not, but, uh, we'll post that on the, uh, Facebook page too. Uh, and then the thing that they both generally hated, or I hate a strong word, dislike the most. Dislike the most also came from New Orleans, okay. in the USA, and that was the uh, muffaletta sandwich, spelled M-U-F-F-A-L-E-T-T-A, muffaletta, muffaletta, Oklahoma, me, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Savannah, Savannah gave it a four, and Jackson gave it a four. And all they could say about this was they actually wanted to get the twisted taters. I love a twisted tater. Do you like the twisted oh, taters? It's better than a twisted tater. Have you had twisted taters? I've not had the twisted tater. It's the curly potato. Uh, Shelly Norman used to do them for all the fairs here. Okay. It's the you know you 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 twist it like you do a. Um, Is it like a pretzel or? No, oh, it's a potato, but it's all connected. It's like one potato. One so it's a spiral. It's yes. a giant spiral. You put a stick in it. You, you season it and you put it in the deep fryer. 
Okay, so not curly fries. It's like no, a big long curly giant, fries. Yes. yes, one giant potato on a stick. Okay. At some Very point, we'll talk about the Silver Dollar City. They're they're, they're masters the, of the twisted tater. Oh, okay, they're so good. But for the uh, mufalata, they said they actually wanted the twisted taters, but those were a ten minute wait. Uh, so they decided to get the sandwich. Uh, it looks like they got plantains. And it just was not their flavor profile. So those are just quite a sampling. We went from Canada to the U.S. to uh, the Caribbean. So lots of different things. Uh, That's not a big difference. That's not a very diverse. Very diverse. I say, what about the European stuff? <laughs> Two of them are in uh, the United States, and and uh, she had some other. And we'll share these on the Facebook page. But she also had one other comment that she wanted to say. She wanted people to be aware of that. It was very, very crowded, I guess, because it was President's Day. And so the lines were very lengthy. In fact, they didn't ride anything the whole time. They just went and ate because they felt the oh, lines wow. were too, too long. In fact, she said that the Hagrid's, which is the most popular ride, uh, they didn't get a a, a virtual line uh, place in the morning. And so they they felt they weren't going to be able to ride it at all. If you weren't there right at the beginning, your ability to do things would be hampered. So she just wanted to know that if you travel during the holidays, you know, a holiday, even President's Day. You might not. So even something as small as President's Day. Right. And it was crowded in spite of the COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, remember, they're lower capacity, but still their lower capacity is still crowded. And then there are times we'll talk at some point about even if it's a holiday, there are times to go um, as long as you leave at a certain time, sure. go and leave at a certain time, then you could um, have the best rates, the best, you know, not very many people there. Thanksgiving's one of those where yeah, if you leave before Thanksgiving. If you leave the day, day before Thanksgiving, very inexpensive yeah. rates and uncrowded. Wow. Yeah. So, and Christmas is one of those two that we experienced with Disney World that does the same thing. If you leave before Christmas Eve, then it's not very crowded. And then the COVID has, we talked about, it has reduced some of the capacity for some of the rides. So take all that into consideration. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's a slight tip here that she mentioned Hagrid's. You know, she said to Hagrid's that she couldn't get a pass. Tips and tricks. Her Hagrid releases virtual times about three or four times a day. So even if it says there's nothing available, like at one o'clock, they'll release new times. And like at four o'clock, the release new times. How would people know that? You'd have to ask one of the uh, mm. one of the workers what time they're releasing the new reservations because yes, in the morning they'll all be gone, but there'll be other slots available during the day if you just happen to hit it so at the right time. So it's not totally hopeless. If not you, totally hopeless if you know if you when know. they're coming down, which so is a good reason to listen. You could you could just walk up and ask the person that's attending, right? Yes, when they you're know releasing the new ones today. When the virtual line queues, the next reservations will come out. So they, they don't always use from castles and carriages travels. They don't always use the virtual line queue, but if they are using it, multiple release times, not just one. On that one and other rides too. Well, yes, but mainly that's just that one. one. That's the only one that's really affected because it's the newest one. Uh, before we take our break, yes, we have we many ad sponsors that we have to uh, have to recognize. Right, we got to give them time, but we do want to do the other new segment that we started. Yes, ask Randy, and uh, yes. very very excited, Randy. I think you'll you'll appreciate this question even more than the last ones. Okay, as you well know, we are the number one uh, podcast in Marble City, Oklahoma, right now, currently. Oh, I did not realize yes, we, we were are. number one. Marble City. I we're, am extremely we're number one. thrilled about and, being number one in Marble City. And un, un, I didn't Can know we this. Do something like a, 
John Oliver, where we ask for a statue in the we city could. or something. I think we should. A, a, a proclamation a would be nice. Maybe a carriage. A carriage. And I, I didn't know this, but also we're the number one podcast of the nations that constitute the former Soviet Union. So, oh, really? yes, of, of all those nations, we are the number one podcast currently. And that's where our oh, wow. question comes from today, from that group of uh, former Soviet uh, nations. Okay. And, of course, my fax machine wasn't working, so these came in through the teletype machine. So, again, I can't read the name. I apologize. Uh, but here's Even the question. Even if you could read it, you probably couldn't pronounce it. I, I probably could. Yeah. Well. Uh, dear people, that's what they call us, okay. uh, we've enjoyed listening to the podcast and specifically Randy's information. Knowing that Randy is a lifelong Mighty Python fan, I didn't know you were a lot lifelong Mighty Python fan. Oh, right yes. Now. I kind of started when I was in middle school, but you, how could you not just love Monty Python? And how would the former Soviet Union know that? <laughs> I, it's amazing that what some of the people over there know about oh. the America. They have all sorts of listening to my, I don't know. Anyway, uh, apparently this individual was involved in some sort of pub discussion, and so he wants to ask Randy, uh, as from Monty Python, the Holy Grail, Randy, what was the airspeed velocity of the unladen swallow? Uh, this was the question asked at the uh, bridge of death. And we need the uh, European swallow, not the African well, swallow. I was going to say the first thing that I would ask was, was it African or European? Yes. And he specifically, uh, asked, or she, I don't really know, asked for the European. Uh, do you remember the airspeed velocity of the uh, unladen swallow? <laughs> Okay, let me think for a second because I don't want to say I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yes, you'd be thrown off the bridge right. of death. I was not thrown off the bridge of death. Thank goodness. Um, they thought for sure you knew this. The airspeed uh, velocity of the unladen swallow. Yes. Well, I can tell you, and you wanted the European. Yes, European. Not the not African. African. No, not African. All right. Well, uh, to my recollection, I think it's about 11 meters a second. Well, unfortunately, they gave the answer in miles. I'm not very good at converting. Oh, that, can, I, I can continue. Can you convert that, please? 24 miles. 24 miles is correct, yes. 24 miles is the airspeed velocity of the unladen European swallow. That's what I thought it was. I, I knew better than to say I didn't know, and I just had to reach far back into the memory banks. So we'd like to thank the former states of the Soviet Union for asking uh, Randy questions. I would be very careful. I would like to caution the uh, the uh, listener to be very careful when you're on the bridge to never say, I don't know. <laughs> That's not a good thing to say. Right. But yes, that was a great question. Great question. Thank there you we to go. the listeners yes. over in the former uh, Soviet Union. Yes. Which would be called the USSR, right? Well, that, that's what they were. Yes. 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 I, there's many. There now. There are many countries. I can't even keep up with them all now. They're so. They're adding new ones every day. This is why yes. I have the map. <laughs> yes. I have learned the um, the top twelve countries in every continent. <laughs> uh, and I actually answered a question. You did. You did a good job. Yeah. I. Uh, but yes, the listener's correct. I absolutely love Monty Python. Fantastic. Well, they, they knew. I don't know how they knew, but they knew. Anyway, that's it for Ask Randy this week. All right. Well, we always welcome any of our listeners to submit any questions, uh, regardless of what they may be and where they may be from, <laughs> whether it's the former Soviet Union nations or the islands of the sea. So with that, let's talk about some of the islands of the sea, and we will do that via 
our sponsors and our advertisers. So we're going to take a short break. Stay with us. We will be right back. And welcome back to the next segment of Castles and Carriages Travels. Uh, I understand that we got a late-breaking news from our man on the street, Savannah. <laughs> yes. Woman on the street. Woman. Uh, yes. She wanted me to mention, because she just faxed it in that we forgot to mention it, that uh, not only can you get the food with the tasting lanyards, but they have uh, beverages and adult beverages. Each country oh. has its own adult beverages. So even if the food wasn't enticing enough you could sample the world drinking style at the various i want to know if they had the, the greatest beer i don't drink beer but from what i understand it's the greatest of all time it's the world renowned goat's bluff <laughs> what country would that have come from uh it comes from the nation of the united Ketua cherokees i don't know we'll have to ask we'll have we'll send her a uh a fax and ask her if she said that. But anyway, but she has had goat's bluff. She has had goat's she bluff. Was, she was not at Universal, it. but when last time she visited us at Christmas, she had goat's bluff beer. Really? Mm -hmm. That is very interesting to know. She did like the beer. I wonder how to compare it to the drinks of the world. I don't know. We'll have to ask we'll her. Have to ask her. She did like the beer. That's really good to know. Because it's brewed locally and it's, you know, on the Cherokee really Reservation. Good. The nation of the United Ketua, right? Uh, on the Ketua, yeah, reservation. Very interesting. I don't drink beer. I tried it, and I really liked it. I would drink it again, but I haven't tried their other, have other offerings that I haven't tried yet. Maybe our listeners could have it shipped to them or I at do, some point. From what I understand uh, from the bottling processing plant, they will be processing it come summer and it will be available to ship around the world oh, oh there oh. you go well we highly recommend the i highly re recommend the goat's bluff i haven't tried the others we just I need, need a sampler tray we just need <laughs> to haul our own uh, our own food booth down there next year and have I our own so. little uh i think maybe they need to go booth. to universal yes yeah offer yeah. have the katua food booth at universal yeah, yeah. i agree a different country no all different right well that's country. great breaking news that we have yes <laughs> late breaking all right. So I believe that in this segment, Dave, we're going to be talking about some of the hotels at Universal. Yes, we wanted to talk about all the hotels and we've stayed at a majority of them. And so just some little tips and tricks and information about your hotel options. Um, I also consulted the TripAdvisor to get the okay. ranking of the hotels. And currently, I, I didn't know this, there are currently 378 hotels in the Orlando area. Now, I'm sure there's oh, more once you get outside of Orlando, but this is based on that. And you might go, oh, that seems awfully low or awfully high, but just to give you an idea, the Grand Floridian, which I think is the Disney flagship hotel, right. came in at number 56. Ooh, so some, that's very interesting. I've actually stayed at the Grand we, Floridian. Yes, you, you mentioned that. You, you saw a mouse there or extremely something. Extremely low. I saw Mickey's cousin Marvin <laughs> yeah. there. It was it was really cool. So that gives you, an, as we're Marvin's. looking at these ratings, that gives you an idea of where Disney Wow, to in. think that the Grand Floridian, which is like the Disney flagship, and so elegant. 
to think that it came in at number 56. But here, yeah. the Universal's flagship is not the highest rated of the seven we'll talk about. So maybe there are others higher rated than that. Okay. So at Universal, they've got four categories. They have the value hotel. Barb, what does it mean when I say value to you? What do you think of? Uh, cheap. Cheap, okay. Take your family to, <laughs> definitely take your family to because everything's going to get broken or... Smaller children, you think? Yes, of... definitely smaller children. You know, you just... Then they have the prime stressful, value stressful. category. What's prime value say to you, Barb? Eh, decent, decent value. Value, but it's yeah, it value, but it's a little bit more upscale. Then we have the preferred category. Uh huh. And uh, you think of what? Oh, preferred. It's a little more exclusive. The kids are older. Oh yeah, teenagers. <laughs> teenagers. Yeah, teenagers for that. Yeah. And then finally, we have, of course, the premier category. Yeah. Those are their yeah. categories. And so a couple of things about all the hotels. All the hotels Universal are owned and operated by Lowe's Hotel Company. Disney okay. owns and operates their hotels, but not Universal. They farm that out to Lowe's, who are a hotelier around the world. Okay. And, the, and not all of these names have Lowe's in them because, for instance, the Lowe's brand is supposedly, you know, you think of more than value. So even though Lowe's operates the value hotel, they don't call it a Lowe's hotel because it doesn't fit in with their. So uh, it's kind of like to put that brand on there. And you're thinking more there. of scale. Yeah. It would be like calling the Coors Light the Goat's Bluff, and you just can't do that. Okay. okay. I think. All right. Okay. So let's begin with the value hotel. Uh, there's two of them. So there used to be the Wet and Wild at, uh, at in Florida. And Universal owned Wet n Wild, but when they built Cabana Bay, they tore it down and built a hotel complex. So it doesn't sit actually on the property. It's about a five-minute bus ride away. And they call that the Endless Summer. And there's the Dockside Inn and Suites and the Surfside Inn and Suites. And those are the, the value the value hotels. And you can get a hotel room for about eighty-eight to ninety dollars a night, which is you know what you would get at your probably Hampton Inn or your Holiday Inn. So it competes with all the hotels prices that you would get along the iDrive. They just opened these, so there hadn't been a lot of ratings, but the uh, Dockside is rated 244th out of 378 hotels. Okay. And the uh, Surfside was 150th out of 378 hotels. But Barb mentioned value because they do have the family suites. So it's a two-room where the kids have their own room and then the adults have their own room and they have a little picnic table like you can sit in and eat at. So it's really designed oh, for the traveling with families. It's uh, a, and, and we should say too, when we're talking about value hotels, it's not a, um, <clears throat> as my friend starter would say, not a home hotel. Not a home hotel. It's, it's you know, it's not, it's not one with. So it wouldn't be where you'd rent the room by the hour. No, no, no. 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 It is no. a very nice hotel. Yeah. It, expect that both of these Disney and Universal, their hotels are extremely clean, extremely nice, extremely upkept. Um, it's just uh, the hotel rooms are smaller, smaller less less on site dining. Although there's a Starbucks on site. Yeah, and and it's all this one is all fifties thing, which is really cool because if you go at least go over there and like go through the cafeteria, which it's a fifties cafeteria. The I old mean, style where you yeah, get the tray. Yeah, and it's and... got the Jack. That's the Cabana Bay. We oh, that's Cabana Bay. Who? Where? What are we talking we're about? We're talking about the Endless Summer Hotel. We've not been there. Oh, I, you said Cabana Bay. Not yet. Okay, I it's you okay. Said Cabana Bay. Our Endless Summer. We haven't been there. We haven't been there. Our okay. former European uh, Soviet countries will be confused, but it'll be fine. Um, but here's the amenities that you do get, even as the value. You said you get amenities, even though it is value. Yes. You get early entry. Everybody gets in early at, if you uh -huh. say at Universal, and unlike Disney. 
it's not the run of the whole park, but usually it's like the Harry Potter section, the thing that people are most interested in. Uh, you can charge to your room key. You can have things delivered to your hotel room, so you're not lugging them around the theme park all day. Uh, of course, they have transportation um, and and typical sort of pool bars, pools, things like that. Now, the interesting thing about the Endless Summer is, even though it's the furthest off, it's closer by bus than some of the on-area hotels. It's only a five-minute bus ride, oh, wow. almost its own dedicated lane of traffic, so it's easy to get back and forth. But uh, tell me why the bus, though, is not mainly the best way of transportation. Why would some people not like to have Some people, bus? especially people with younger children, would not, if they could help it, choose the bus way. Because it's not just waiting on a bus. It's the fact that the bus drops you off at the bottom of the parking or, garage. At the, at the parking garage. So you still have to go up the parking garage. You have to go through security. Um, you have to wait in line with everybody else that just drove there. So you still have to go through all of that route. There's no special lane for you to, you know, like I came in, I, I'm a guest, so I come in this lane and I've already done security. And whereas at other hotels, you do, if you can choose the a hotel that has a ferry added a boat, you do the security behind like five people, you know, at the boat. And then what they take you straight to uh, the landing part and you don't have to, you don't have to go up. the. You bypass all that. You bypass all of it, which is if you ever go someplace, if you ever go on something that is going to be highly rated, um, which would be like the opening of something new at Harry Potter's mm -hmm. or you um, go to um, Halloween Horror Nights. That is a madhouse if you're trying to. You wait in line for 40, 45 minutes. You, you bypass all that. a really long time just so to get through get security. You kind of get a jump start on everybody, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. And at the busier times, we didn't mention this, sometimes the hotels have their own dedicated entrance to the theme parks. It's not always advertised, but you can bypass even the main gate line and go in on the side. You just oh, have wow. to kind of ask your concierge ask. Yeah. when you check in if that's operating or not. Which the bus, it's not the walking, it's the waiting, any of that. To me, it's the if you have kids. Just you know, it, it, going, they're excited, they're happy, they're jumping around, everything's da-da-da-da. If you have a teenager, they're moody and don't care. They just want to get there. But coming home, I mean, like, to get back to your hotel when your kids are, like, exhausted and screaming and, you know, they're just so tired and they have to go to the bathroom, even though they just went to the bathroom. <laughs> right. like, all those types you're of like, things. oh, right. my gosh, I have to go all the way back. And those two <laughs> hotels together are 2,750 rooms, that complex, when it's all operating. Oh, wow. So, so it's, it's a large it, complex. It is the largest that Universal operates. Mm -hmm. And eventually when they build the new theme park, the Epic Universe, it will sort of be a hub because it's off campus between the two locations. Interesting. So the next category is the uh, prime value. Now that has the Cabana Bay that we were okay. talking about and the Aventura Hotel. We've stayed at the Cabana Bay, but not the Aventura. We can start with the Aventura. It's sort of the, uh, they call it the Millennial Hotel. It looks like a uh, fidget spinner. It's got oh. like, like the Pentagon stacked up 17 floors on top of itself. It's a high rise and floor to ceiling windows. So if you're a voyeurist or you just like looking at theme parks, that's the place for you. So does that actually overlook the parks? It, well, if, if you're on the right side of the uh, of the fidget spinner, you're good to go. But so if you just like to wake up in the morning and show yourself to the world, that's the place you want to be. Also, there's a bar on the 18th floor. It's the only one in Universal. So if you'd like to get lovely views, there's a rooftop bar with some 
with some dining. But they call it the Millennium Hotel because every, you, when you check in, you get an iPad and everything's operated by the iPad. Your temperature, you can link your Netflix account, you can make reservations. Every every room is a technology equipped. Oh, wow. Which, uh, is, so you probably need your teenagers to go to run <laughs> to the, You know how to do everything. Free, right, yes. And uh, on the TripAdvisor, it came in at number 65 out of 378 hotels. So that ranked on a little higher. It's almost up there with the Floridian. Uh, almost. Almost, yeah. And then the other one was the Cabana Bay, which Barb has started talking about, which it is very stylized, mm -hmm. uh, but it does have some issues. So what you were talking about, some of the issues. Well, the, uh, once again, the biggest, the issue, it's smaller. So if you're, if you're like, double beds or whatever it, it is much the room much size smaller. very small um we took that's where i took college students and you know of course they're adults so it was a it was a cram but it was doable it was okay it, but it was also if you listen to our last one the um we got woken up you know at 5 a.m with the sacrificing of a virgin <laughs> virgin right. you know just screaming and and the bongos but the biggest issue is if you're on a certain side, it takes you a while to walk to the front where you catch the bus. There's 2,200 rooms, so yeah. big complex. So another big complex. Right. It's right next to Volcano Bay. Yes. And so they don't want – there's a bus. And so if you get on the bus, it's the same thing. You you go. you They drop you off at the parking garage. You go up. You walk. You do all of this. If you walk – down the hill a little bit and cross a major street. Major highway with, without a crosswalk. <laughs> okay. Without a crosswalk. Without the, that's that's the what we like. Um, and you walk up another little hill, you go through Sapphire Falls, Sapphire Falls which is uh, a hotel that has the ferry link to it. So you go, you, you just kind of walk, you cross that major street, and then you go and you get on their ferry. So... I can understand you wanted to get on the ferry in order to bypass the line. Yes. But how long do you have to wait to cross the major thoroughfare? It sort of depends on how and busy yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like it's Highway 40. It's, it, you just have to wait for a few cars. It's about to go a three lanes on either side. Yeah, but, but if you okay. have small children. So we're not talking a major interstate. No, no, it's not. No, no it's, no, it's, like the, what, it's their, no, it's their stuff that. Yeah. To discourage you from doing what we've told you you can do, they didn't put the crosswalk in That's there. That's why they didn't they, put a they didn't want to overload the ferry boat at that other hotel. So I see. But we've never been there where it's been um, overloaded. No, but there's times where they've been looking at room keys and giving preference to people staying at the actual hotel because too many people were trying to get into that one. Uh, right. You can't. You have access when you stay any of the Universal. You have access to all of their transportation. So it's not like they can say, listen, you're staying at this hotel, so you can't take the ferry. Um, you just go and stand in their line. And I we've never really seen it that busy, but that's what we did. We just walked through their hotel and got in the ferry line. Cabana Bay is interesting because half the rooms have the outside door and half of the rooms have an interior hallway. So some people don't like an outside door. That's right. like so, a home hotel. So you should yeah. pay attention like to make sure yeah. you're getting yeah, you the type. You can tell if it's a hotel or a motel. It's a right. home hotel. But yeah. it does have two two pools and also the only, ho the only hotel with a lazy river in it. So there's a whole oh. lazy river. In one of it's those very sides. family oriented. Very family oriented. They built very fifties. They built the family towers that overlook Volcano Bay, but it's a long walk. Literally, it take you about twelve minutes to walk from the lobby to your room because you have to go across the length of the entire hotel. Mm -hmm. But the last positive is it has its own dedicated entrance to Volcano Bay. So if you're interested in the theme in the water park, you can get in at your own entrance that nobody else has access to, and it can make things a lot easier. 
Okay. So those are the prime value. Let's go to the preferred, which is Sapphire Falls. And as you can tell, we've never stayed there. We've walked through it many times on the way to catch the boat. It's got a nice turret. Turret. It's, yes, you go down a lovely spiral staircase in a, in a turret. And... Anyway, it is the best ranked hotel of all the universals, coming at number 20. Really? So out of 378, so TripAdvisor gave it number 20. Wow. Uh, it, it's so it's more Caribbean and water-based mm -hmm. theme. Lots of waterfalls called Sapphire Falls. Uh, it does have the boat, but not the express pass, which we'll talk about in a minute. So it's kind of an in-between. So anything else about Sapphire Falls? Mm -hmm. It's very pretty. Looking at a picture of it, it's very lovely. It the, is lovely. With the water boat mm -hmm. coming down. Mm -hmm. And so then that gets us to the uh, premier resort resorts, which are the um, Royal Pacific, the Hard Rock, and the Portofino Bay. We've stayed at, at each of those. And the, the main reason for staying at those, as we mentioned, with all of the normal amenities is you get the unlimited express pass. The I'd like to ride this seven times in a row. Okay, here you go. Our, if you bought it separately, it would be more. And so one yeah. trick is sometimes it's cheaper to get a hotel room for the night, even if you're not going to stay there. It's cheaper than buying the express pass for your family if you're there during the day. Interesting. Because during the day, you're going to spend about $100, $120 for a two-park express pass. So if you have four a person. person, so that's $480 if you have a family of four. At the hotel, depending on the time of year, you can get a room around $375. You get the express pass for check-in and check-out days. So you get it for two days. So it's quite a savings to do that. Oh, wow. Now, whenever you get the express pass, it's at 100 and whatever a day? Yes. Yes. So if you were to buy it individually in the park. Wow. Yes. So, yeah. So the two, you get it for check in and check out. Yes. So check so in on a day, stay days. one night, mm -hmm. spend $300 roughly, uh, mm -hmm. and then your whole family gets it for two days yeah. instead of not skipping. Yeah. That is, I, I wonder if a lot of people do that. I don't know. They will now. <laughs> hey, especially we've got the people coming over. That's right. Yes. That's right. From the, the other continents. Yes. That are coming over so uh, the Royal Pacific is kind of like the Polynesian, kind of. It's, it is okay. Pacific Rim theme, a thousand hotel rooms. We stayed there most recently. It's their um, convention hotel, too, although conventions aren't going on right now. But it was nice. It was delightful. I can't uh, remember anything about it. We ate at, uh, at the restaurant down below Jake's. Uh, Oh, that's where we stayed when we went with the producer, the Universal, the, weekender, the yes. Weekenders. Yes. Yeah, it was okay. And now, then, I understand that the Royal Pacific does have a white sand beach and the Swain Palms. Yeah, it does. It does. And so, they don't have a water slide, but they do have like a boat with a little uh, water features for the children. It looks, I haven't stayed there, but it looks like on the picture they've got the watercraft. Now, do those take you to the park or are those just? No, those are just. To the park. Yeah. Just for the park. Okay. And then uh, the next is the Hard Rock, which had been our favorite uh, hotel. Um, it's the first time we ever stayed there. We drove all night and got there at like two o'clock in the morning. And we had small children. Had small children. There was asleep in the car, so I walked. Not it. small. Eight and ten. Yeah, that's small. Uh, Something I, like that. I checked Not in. Toddlers. And when they say Hard Rock Hotel, I think they mean it because the music was like as loud as I'd ever heard, blaring from the lobby. <laughs> and so at 2 o'clock in the morning, I was a little taken aback. I said, good Lord, I'm tired. But then you immediately get into the uh, the ebb and flow, and it was pretty cool. There's the memorabilia everywhere. Just like the cafe. Yes. The, uh, it is. It's a very immersive experience. The pool has the underwater speaker system, so you can hear the rock mm -hmm. music while you're swimming underwater with the children. Yeah, we lost our child in the... Uh, she was right next to the pool that it has this like three story slide. Well, you can't tell it's a slide because it, the way that they have it, it looks like a giant tree house, like 
and the slide is like in the middle of the tree, kind of. And so you go up the side and then even walking up to the thing, you can't see anything. You can't see anybody. It's just a giant, looks like it's just a giant tree. Um, and then when you go up, then you come down the slide, which is in the middle and you slide out. Well, we could not find our child anywhere. I mean, like she was right there and then she wasn't. Disappeared. Just disappeared. And we were frantic. Um, and Dave finally went and she was at the very top of that line. Getting ready to go down. Getting ready to go down. But, you know, you couldn't even see her from the bottom. You, you, oh, wow. I mean, you could see nothing. It's a long, long uh, water slide. Yeah, it's a long water slide. So we pan that's the day we panicked. I forgot. <laughs> There's I've, been a couple of days we panicked with our kids. I forgot to that mention the Royal Pacific came in at number 46 on the list of the TripAdvisor. So okay. the, it's, the, it's the best rated here. And the Hard Rock came in at number 70 of, of hotels. I know we're running a little long, but Hard Rock had the best service we've ever received. Please embarrass the children more and tell them the story of the broken. I won't tell which one. They no, were young. Don't mention which one it was. They were young and I guess all the different foods were not mixing in the stomach the right way. <laughs> we can imagine. Yeah. And so everything's glass. I mean, their glasses are glass, you know, for their drinks. And um, this child got out of the bathroom and kind of had, you know, an attack. And she knocked the glass off the side of the tub. So there's glass everywhere. And so, you know, I'm going in there and I'm just, I just kind of like pick her up take her to the you know the bed and she's stuff. crying because she's, she's crying is this in the hotel room yes yeah, right. she's oh. crying so and you know i go in and flush the toilet clean it but, but there's glass everywhere so i call down and i say um i'm so sorry but my my child has dropped a glass and it has shattered everywhere in the bathroom <laughs> housekeeping <laughs> what <laughs> i mean it was that fast it was fast Piper's oh, wow. crying. Oh, you said her name. Oh, sorry. Oh, my oh. God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. One of our children was crying, and <laughs> she had just calmed down. I just got her calmed down, and the woman comes in, and she goes in, and she shut the door, like, to sweep up the glass. Oh! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> For, like, 10 minutes, she was... <laughs> Making I'm the sorry. worst sounds ever. <laughs> uh, she starts crying again because she's so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Lordy. Woo. <laughs> I was like, they were trying so hard not to laugh. I was like, get dressed. We gotta leave the room. We had to leave it. We had to leave a better tip that time. <laughs> we did, we did. But I mean, just so they're just that's how responsive they are. That's good. I <laughs> I think you guys don't need to be embarrassed because, and to the child, don't be embarrassed. All families have this. this. <laughs> In a future episode, oh. I, will, I will tell the story of what happened to us at Disney California um, Hotel. It happens all the time. We will tell a story when we get to Silver Dollar City about how our children learned, how one child learned when she was six years old. We don't mix sauces at Shogun. <laughs> and very important that you. And she's still. She's in her 20s and she's like, we don't mix sauces you, at Shogun. Uh, you go to the restroom before you board the train, too, because once you're on the 12 minute loop of the train, there's no stopping that thing. So. Uh, oh, yes. At Silver Dollar City. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, yes. You got to make you sure you have 
taking care of yourself before you're on the train. I think they, they've seen us coming now, and they're like, oh, the collision. The, uh, the last hotel is the Premier Hotel. Now, TripAdvisor said it was number 96, which is even more unpleasant than the Grand Well, close Theme to park the Theme park-wise, it's the best oh, hotel we've ever stayed at. It's the best in. hotel I think we've ever stayed at, period. And part of the problem was the Portofino was closed for the COVID for several months, and I think when they reopened, they were kind of getting their footing, so a slew of negative reviews. Uh, came in on TripAdvisor, but I don't think that's indicative of the experience. But we talked about that briefly about the hotel that looks like Portofino, uh, Italy, that Steven Spielberg had stayed on that sunny moon and said, build this. And he so he designed uh, it. Yeah. Wow. They built it. Yeah. And uh, it's got seven restaurants, wonderful Italian food, the opera singers, opera singers on the sing at night. It's the furthest away, even though it's still only about a seven minute boat ride. So you truly feel like you're getting away a, from um, the parks. Italian um, lake. Has, has the it. lake with boats anchored in there. Has Boca. Boca games. They've got the gelato, the Starbucks, everything you could ever you, want. You really, really are immersed in Italy. And when you're in the lobby, it's painted to look like you're outside. So even though you're inside, they've got the star painted and the sky oh, painted. Cool. And you feel like you're sort of in a in an out, outdoor area. Which I first seen your pictures there. Are the rooms spacious? The largest. In fact, they're larger than the Grand Floridian, I think. Really? I don't, didn't write yeah. the thing down. But yeah. the, the bathrooms, they say it's the largest bathroom you can get at a hotel in Orlando. They're just so very... This, this was our trip that we saved and saved and saved and saved because it was going to be... We knew it was going to cost a lot of money. But we wanted to do it for the girls. What was for our own reporters? We went down for our on-site reporter's wedding, right? That's, That's we right. Stayed. We went down for Savannah and JR's wedding and then stayed there um and we got the what was it the business we got the club level room club level room which the premier hotels have and so tell them what that is so for uh a little bit more money uh they have the club level which allows you they give you break it used to be hot breakfast every morning mm -hmm. and then there was soda and drinks all day uh wine so they have a club room a room you just just have, go in just yes yeah those are nice they're yeah. kind of, if you have a family, especially, they're worth the extra well, price. It's, it's we saved absolutely. when we had the four of the girls. We saved because we didn't have to buy breakfast or dinner. Really, we, we had, had no meals. snacks. They went through and picked up snacks every day, two or three times. But they have a drinks, food options that aren't really a meal, but you can make a meal, and they give you sweet treats at the end of the day, all in their own self-contained room. Has its own concierge. So yes, if you want a hotel sits in there. reservation, there's two of them. They'll do anything they want you to do, and so um, do the club level. Just say, I want. Uh, we would like to eat at blank tonight. And they make it happen. So if you can't afford or do it, uh, it's delightful. It, it's a nice place if you're on a honeymoon, if you're on an anniversary. We spent our anniversary there. We did. And ate at... Um, Biche. Biche, yeah, which is uh, connected to it. And so we sat outside and we were able to see... It was Christmas time, so they have the biggest Christmas tree I've ever seen in my life. But um, we were able to see the opera singers were like straight across from us. Oh, wow. and, did all of this and they and and they did a anniversary um they said happy anniversary in chocolate sprinkles and in cocoa. cocoa they wrote happy anniversary on our you know they they gave us one big dessert and they wrote happy anniversary over the top in cocoa powder it was really so it, really it's cool. very that's the most romantic place if you're if you're gonna go and you want to hmm. um you know, like treat someone or it's your anniversary or it's someone's birthday or something like that. That's the most romantic. That, that hotel is really and Maybe if you're romantic. a little bit older, not a young yeah. primary age children. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The girls loved it because the they had the they went out they played. It has three swimming pools. So. Yeah. Okay, so the teenagers would teenagers love it. loved it because they could get their snacks. And, and we did Piper's graduation pictures. They have the little mopeds that are stationary. Vespas. Yeah, Vespas. That you can sit on and. If, if next to the lake and so she was able to like sit on the vespa and she was able to i mean we have beautiful pictures all over the grounds that one thing i forgot incredible. to mention about the lowe's hotels i don't think the disney do they're all pet friendly so oh. you can travel they have designated areas for the pets and the rooms and around so if you don't want to leave your dog or cat i guess at home uh, they'll take you that's something we haven't done and your critters that we need to do is like travel with Bruno. Yeah, because we're making him a therapy dog for <laughs> special needs kids and children's hospitals. Oh, wow. But, so that's uh, kind of an overview of the hotels and where they rank and what you can expect yeah, from them. So yeah. we've stayed at the Portofino, the Cabana Bay, the Hard Rock, and the Lowe's Royal Pacific. And of those, which was your favorite? Portofino is always Portofino and Hard Rock. Those are my two. Yes, I would I'll have, choose one of those every time. I would have to agree. Those were. I would like to, if I had college students next time, try to find a way to raise more money because or do something so that they could stay at the hard rock because i think college students at the hard rock would be a great experience and then yeah, you mentioned the california adventure hotel which is built really inside the theme park that you stay like you walk out right. the front door so absent that the hard rock is literally a three-minute walk from the front uh -huh. gates i mean if you just wanted to walk it's you walk three minutes to the butterfly garden and you're there you can't get any closer to uh -huh. And we gates. should say that it's not a cement. They're not cement things. They're uh, beautifully designed. The Hard Rock is based on the All Eagles Hotel California. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, everyone. We uh, appreciate your listening to Castles and Carriages Travels. And we encourage you to be sure and stay tuned and listen to every episode before you plan your great adventure trip. Uh, we invite everyone back to the next episode. And Dave, Barbara, thank you so much. Thanks. Good times. All right. Thanks. And we will catch you next time on Castles and Carriages Travels. Take care, everyone.